Amen. All right. So we are continuing on our uh, uh, teaching on making your vision come true. And we're using our main text, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. In Soweto, we call it Habakkuk. Those of you who are from Senten and Midrand, you call it Habakkuk. So Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. And the Lord answered and said unto me, write the vision engrave it so plainly upon tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. For the vision is yet for an appointed time and it hastens to the end, to its fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint, though it tarry, wait earnestly for it, because it will surely come to pass. Tell your neighbor, it will surely come to pass. Then it says, it will not be behind hand on its appointed day. That's Habakkuk chapter 2, 2 and 3 in the Amplified Bible. So we said, you know, if you have a vision, you know, you must make sure you write it down. I think vision is the greatest gift, one of the greatest gifts that God gives mankind. Now I'm using the word vision, dream, goals, I'm using them interchangeably. All right, so whichever way, and I'm, I try not to be too technical about it. Those of you who want to be technical, you be technical. I'm not technical. All right, so vision, dream, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, it uh, God gives everybody visions. That's why as a, as a child, you always in your mind wanted to become something when you grow up. Okay, you, you had a picture of what you want to become because that's what vision is. Vision is a picture of a preferable future. Vision is not what you are now, is what you can become. Okay, vision is not where you are right now, it is what you can potentially become. Look at your neighbor and say, how does it mean you can even be nicer than what you are right now? How about you? Hey, eh? does it mean, Bazalana, you can go further than where you are right now? Are you telling me you can achieve more than what you have achieved right now? Can I hear an amen in the house? Can I hear another amen in the house? Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, uh, so vision is what can be, what possibly can become. And God is the giver of vision. The way you are wired, the way you are structured, you, you, you have a picture of yourself. The problem is that as we live out this thing called life and as we meet disappointments, we have a way of changing our vision. Either we cut it down and become too cautious and we don't want to dream a lot because we've had disappointments. Or we have a negative vision of ourselves. There are people who when they look at themselves, they don't ever see themselves succeeding. They don't ever see themselves progressing. Look at your neighbor and say, the way to think a thing, it sounds like they're talking about you. <laughs> Look at them, tell them for me, it sounds like they're talking about you. I see the two ladies looking at each other, they don't even want to smile. I like what's going on in that corner there. <laughs> but there are people who, they say, I don't have a vision of myself. No, but if you listen to them, they do have a vision. It's just that it's a negative vision. Some of you, you don't ever see your life moving on. You don't ever see your situation changing. You don't ever see yourself achieving more. I don't know about you, Bazalana, but I'm going to dream until the last day I'm on this earth. I'm telling you, I always, I, and I've realized it's, you see, God, God, God is waiting for you, for you to respond 
to what he is breathing and whispering in your heart. Some of you, God is whispering stuff in your heart, Mara. You are too cautious. You are too nice. You are too conservative. Uh, you, 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 you are too negative to be able to move on. Vision is a gift that God's given us. And so Paul, when he stands before King Agrippa in Acts chapter 26, I love what he says in verse 19. He says, so King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. He said, God didn't bring you into this world for Mahala. God doesn't give you vision for Mahala. It's because God wants you to fulfill that vision. The day you stand before God, God's going to ask you about your life. You know, I think it's last week or week before last, my bishop was doing a, a devotion and she was, she, she, who's this person? I'm just joking. John Bevier. She loves listening to John Bevier. And she's doing devotions. I think it's a daily devotions on gender. You know, we do different devotions and we share. And this particular devotion she was doing, John Bevier was talking about eternity. And, you know, I was so glad when you were sharing it with me. You know, we live like there is no eternity. We live like there's not going to come a time when we're going to stand before God and give an account for our lives. You see, you see some of you, you think it's only us who are going to be asked by God what we did with our lives. No, 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 no. Every one of us are going to stand before God. And you know what God's going to ask you? What Paul said. Paul says, Paul says, I want to apprehend, in Philippians chapter 2, I want to apprehend what Christ apprehended for me. Simply put, is Philippians 3 rather, simply put, there are things that Christ, last week I was talking about it, has predestined for me. In God's mind, in God's, when God looks at you, these are things that God has predestined and pre-planned for you to become. God has planned for you to be a teacher, to be a businessman, to be a parent, and God already has the level of your performance. God has put you up there. And, and as you get born in this world, God starts a journey of speaking to your spirit to get you to, to take hold of what he has already taken hold of you, to line up your life, to come in line with what he planned for you before you were born. See, before Moses Sona was born, on the 3rd of April, 1961, God had already decided that this guy is going to be a preacher. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? So even when I got born and I went to Sunday school and I went to primary school and I met all the people, all of that was just God's preparation for where he is taking me. Right, And God orchestrated all things that I should have encounters with him, get to know him as Savior and Lord, get filled with the Holy Spirit on the 4th of July, 1979, and he called me into the ministry. And when he called me into the ministry on the 8th of July, 1979, God was already just doing what he had already pre-planned for me. Now listen to me, when he spoke to me, if I had said no on that day, on the 8th of July, 1979, I would be the most miserable person on the earth and I wouldn't be standing here today. Yeah. So God intends for you to become obedient. Somebody say obedient. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to be obedient. Look at your other neighbor and say, especially you. You need, especially you. 
Paul says, I was not disobedient. Listen to me, my brother, my sister, even if you may not like it, you're going to stand before God in eternity. You will. And God will put here the picture of what he wanted you to become. He'll show you. I called you. This is, this is what I... See, see he, he says to Jeremiah, before I formed you, before you were born not to, to find an assignment, you see, when you are born, you start to, oh, there's no need, you must populate, I don't know in English. <laughs> you were born to start what God had already, you see, God already has a path. That's what David says in Psalm 39. He says, all the days of my life were written in your book, even before one of them came to pass, there's already a path. So God put a path for you to be a medical doctor. Marakimona. Huh? On a less pass a shop. I don't know why I'm looking at her. God had predestined for you to be a school teacher. Marakoro Rata Chalet. I don't know why I'm coming this side. So the day we stand before God in eternity, he's going to take all that picture and put it right here. And then take you and put you here and compare the two. Paul says, I want to apprehend what already has been apprehended for me. In other words, I want to update myself. You know, with computers, you must update your, your, you must update your data and update your, your software. To, to, to be able to, to match up with the current software. Some of you, you have not been updated. Because you don't connect to the heavenly network. So you are an outdated piece of software. Yeah. You are still operating on Windows 8 when everybody has migrated to Windows 10 or Windows 12. I don't know what Windows we have. Yeah, you are still using a typewriter when everybody is using computers. Look at your neighbor and say, you look like you're an outdated piece of equipment. Yeah. And Paul says, I want to apprehend what Christ has apprehended for me. In other words, as I live my life, I'm listening out to God, what God's vision is for me. And I want to align myself. And I'm telling you, if you don't align yourself with God's calling for your life, You'll be the most miserable person. Why? Because you can only find contentment and peace when you are in the environment God created for you. If God created you as a fish, you can't be around there trying to fly. You're not in the right environment. You'll be choking. Huh? You'll be saying it's too hot. God created you to be a fish, and if we take you as a fish and take you to your environment, you become at your best. You are a fish, you can't, you can't run fast out there because you're out of your environment. You can't run, you can't breathe because you're, that, that's not your environment. That's why some of you, your life's not going anywhere. Hmm? God created you to be in the waters, but you are trying to be outside the waters. 
So Paul says, no, no, no. I want, I want to apprehend what he apprehended for me. I want to do what he called me to do. He says, I'm, he says, I'm pressing. That, that, that's what it's going to take, my brother, my sister. I am pressing for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You're going to need to press for your vision. You'll have to push yourself for your vision. You'll have to discipline yourself to line up with the vision. And you know what I found out? Even when you already know what you're called in, there are still so many aspects of the same thing. I'm telling you, I'm leading a church and doing all this. But the more I lead, the more there's more to do. Is the more there's other aspects of vision. I just told you about the prayer at Coco Stadium. So when I obeyed God to have a prayer in our church, we started out when we were still co homemakers. We use the full gospel church. You see? So when we use the full gospel church, we could only have about 150 people, 200 people there, if I'm not wrong. Shem, I see a lot of people are tired. Just bump some of the people. And I'm preaching so well. But people are sleeping. Just bump them for me. Hit them for me. You're going to miss your purpose. So when God inspired that we should have the prayer meeting, at Rockville, he knew already that he wants us to go to the stadium. But going to the stadium would only come in the process of us having started with a hundred people. See, that's what most of you don't realize. You see, you are not starting. You are waiting to be big. You're not starting. What you don't realize is God's not going to start you at the ultimate way he wants you. You don't start there. There's no way where God starts you with the finished product or with the ultimate. Jesus only fulfilled the ultimate of his ministry the last days on earth. The goal was Calvary. That was the goal. That's why he came. For this purpose, the the epistle of John, for this purpose, the son of man was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Yeah. Jesus had been spoken about way back in the book of Genesis. When God spoke to the serpent, he said the seed of woman. This is long before Jesus is born. This is thousands of years before he is born. God is already apprehending his destiny. He is already setting up. This is what he's going to do. This is what he's going to be born to do. The seed of the woman will come and he will crush your head. You will bruise his heel. Marayana, he will crush your head. This is thousands of years before Jesus is born. Then when Jesus is born, he just comes and he comes into what already has been prepared for him. Oh, shaba, yaba, 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 yaba. So when he was preaching and healing the sick and doing that, that was part of the journey. But that was not the ultimate. It was just part of the journey. He was doing miracles as he was doing all this. Destroying the works of the... He was doing all this. But the final assignment... And if he didn't start, he wouldn't have reached the final assignment. Some of you are not starting. You are not starting. I don't know what you are waiting for. I don't know if you realize, you don't realize we are cook. Look at your neighbor and say, cookieology, you are cooking. I don't understand if you realize the, the, the regular moment may pass. Pastor Mamela, had I not started when I was 22, 
it would have delayed certain things. And by the time I reached those things, even if they were God's will for me, maybe I may have timed out physically. Too old to do it. Yeah. And there's nothing as sad as looking at something that you could have become, but you can't become because you're out of timing. Like Zebra is out of timing. You, you know, it has a hard start. Some of you, that's your life. You are here now. You are boiling now. You are making New Year resolutions, but in February come. How many of you are sitting next to somebody? Look at them and say, you sound like you are that. And if you ever succeed to start a car that has timing, once you accelerate, it goes No, not like the golf, not like the golf, not like the golf. <laughs> but the, this Vrpa is a different one. It has no power. You see, the other Vrpa is a good Vrpa, you know. Just update the elderly people next to you what Vrpa is. They don't know. They don't know. We know with my young people what the Vrpa is. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing at our minister of transport, Minister Dipuo Peters. She was trying to say that. He says, this thing that they do, what they call it, what they call it, what they call it, what could not remember. But you know, when a car is out of timing, it, 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 it makes that noise. It, it's, like, it's, like, it's like it's a gunshot. But with all the noise, when when it makes all this noise, bah, 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 bah. It makes, when you look at it, it's, it's driving so slowly. Go to the noise it's making and the speed don't match. Some of you are like that. You are, you are talking a lot, Mara. When we look at, when we match what you are saying. Oh, come on, look at somebody. Look at somebody and say, Vrpa! <laughs> We have some Vurpa people here, but the other one, not, not, the, not the nice one, not the usual one. Some of you are delaying. I'm going to sit on this. I don't know why God wants me to talk about this. Thing. You are delaying, you are postponing, you are disobedient, and you can't figure out why you are so miserable. And I'm telling you, it's not just, vision is not just about being called to preach. Sometimes it's just about God telling you this year to get organized spiritually. Just a simple thing. Pray every day. Just pray. Some of you, God, that's, that's what God wants you for you this year. Just pray regularly. Attend church regularly. Don't be a weather Christian. Some of you, your Christianity only survives when the weather is good. Once the weather can change, it just takes rain for you to say, Hi, I'm here. Just the weather. And God's trying to work on that side of your life. Can I hear an amen, brother? Yeah. Let's continue. Let's continue a bit. So we said we need to do this. Steps to making our vision come through. Number one, define your vision. 
We talked about that. We won't go back to it. Number two, we said, make an action plan. All right? In making an action plan, we made the following statements, and I'm not going to talk about them. Number one, start planning. Number two, clarify your expectations. That's on an, an action plan. Maybe you can check your notes. If you're here and you didn't write, you are one of those. <laughs> Number three, move into implementation. Number four, take risks. And last week, we spent a lot of time on number five, anticipate obstacles along the way. Let me pick up on that. I just have a few minutes left. Number five, budget your resources. We're talking about making, making an action plan, taking an action plan. Look at your neighbor who's not writing and say, you are missing out on a good sermon. Now, if they are a first-time visitor, we will forgive them. But if they are not a first-time visitor, look at them again and say, I say it again. I see a Vrpa person right here sitting next to me. The other Vrpa, there's two kinds. Know this, Bazalan. You need good stewardship in terms of the resources that God has given you to make sure that your vision comes through. What do I mean? For vision to come through, you need to allocate your time appropriately. You can't spend your time in things that contradict where you are trying to go. You can't. See, one of the greatest gifts God has given us is the gift of time. Basalana, that we woke up this morning, it's a blessing. Because it means the things that you postponed yesterday, at least you can start today. I'm telling you. But sometimes when you look at what people do, use their time for, and you compare it with what they say they want to achieve, the two don't go together. They don't go together. So you use your time correctly, your money. Every vision will need to be resourced. If you, if you know, that's what my dad taught me, you know. And I thank my dad. When I started working, he called me, he said, Musa, my son, you want to get married? I said, yeah. You know, Papa, I want to get married. He said, okay, my son, open a bank account and start saving for Lobol. This was 1981. So, here I started. I didn't save. <laughs> See, I want to marry, but I'm not resourcing my vision. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That's why we fail. So my father, exactly one year to the time, he said, can I talk to you again? I said, yes. He said, can you show me your bank book? Open up you are sitting next to you. I have so many explanations. So many, some of you, you like to explain. You always, and you know, and explanations are nice. We understand. The problem is you're not going anywhere. Vrpa. Basalana, if you want, you can come up with the, the best of explanations. 
But explanations don't translate into vision accomplished. Yeah. And there's people who know how to explain. And we think what we've explained, that's life. You'll explain until you are 80 years old. We'll still find you in the same place, still explaining. And the problem is, when things don't happen, you'll start blaming other people. There are people who like to blame other people. As though other people are, have so much power to stop you from fulfilling your vision. Basana, there's nobody who can stop you from fulfilling what God has predestined for you. Nobody. Even if they don't like you, even if they can plan against you, even if they can scheme against you, even if they can collude, even if they can have a meeting about you, even if they can influence other people, even if they can go and stop everything, take your money away, anything, no weapon formed against you will prosper in the name of Jesus. In fact, what you find in the Bible, you find that there's a lot of people who had people against them like Joseph. When he received the dream from God, his brothers tried to stop him. Number one, they colluded to kill him. And when they changed their minds, they sold him into slavery. In slavery, he went to jail. All of those obstacles. But because it comes from God, God is not a man to lie. God is not the son of man to change his mind. It may take long from happening, but it will surely come to pass. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah to the Lord. Yeah. 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 But I see, some people, they, they want to explain, no, they didn't give me money. This one, this one. You are hanging your future. You are leaving your future and abandoning your future to the hands of human beings. You are treating human beings like they are your God. Yeah. As though if human beings don't cooperate, then my parents are not supportive. Sugar. You've got to resource your vision. Some people don't look at, what about talent? Using your talent in the right way. Relationships. Budgeting your resources means this. You need to sow into your dream. Sow into your dream. What does it mean? See, oftentimes people don't, you know, sometimes we try to act like we don't know why certain things are happening to us. Why our life is not moving on. But when you look at the, what this person has done and what they have been sowing, because see, the problem of sowing, Bazalana, is this. The problem of sowing is that when you sow, you don't reap immediately. That's the problem. See, there are th certain things that we do and we think we will get away with them because when we did it, it didn't affect anything. But what we don't realize, it's germinating. Yes, it's growing. And in the fullness of time, it will bring the results. And then we remark out, how? Yesterday, when we were going to the graveyards, you know, I was sitting in the house, and as we drove over, we passed by a certain street roundabout here, 
more township somewhere. Kai Kai. And it's a true story. <laughs> Yesterday. And there was a guy who was, I think he had had a lot to drink. Not I think, he really had had a lot to drink. He sprawled out on the pavement. His feet were right on the road. The tarmac. Yeah, You could see the guy didn't know where he was. In fact, I think he didn't know who he was. <laughs> Gone. I mean, it's hot. Blazing hot. Mouth open. So we're driving by and we're watching this. You know? So the driver said this. It's not me. I'm quoting what the driver said. The driver says, now this person, if they can be knocked down by a car, people will blame God. I was glad this man said that. Yeah. So if he gets up from there and then stumbles into the road and a car knocks him, then we'll be standing at his funeral, Ronabarut saying, the Lord had given. And the Lord has taken away. Some of you, Babu, and SD member, oh, can I come out here? And that's the cause of you. Come on Mara, we all know what Kuzuayo did. We know. He is sowing a seed and then when things don't work out, Kuzuayo and all of us, we want to play. God works in mysterious ways. You know, I get so tired of hearing that sometimes. I wish I can just get up Kilimuruti and punch some people in the face and say, stop blaming God. This person has been sowing the wrong seed. Yeah. I'm, I'm closing, Bazalana. Can I, just, can I just address something with you? It's on my heart, Bazalana. I've said it last year. I've said it year before last, but the more I say it is the more. You know, there's so many available, or there's an environment that's been created in our country for our young people to succeed. I know we have problems, but. You know, there's so much that is doable and possible these days that was never possible in our time. Never. And, and I just see some of our young people because they don't know what to do with their resources. They are sowing the right, the wrong things. You know, just yesterday I was, I was at one mall somewhere. And I went to go get my dry cleaning, you know. So, and when I left, and I see these young people, Batswa Moli, Carrying this thing, I can tell you how many liters it is. Yeah, clip drift. Is there something called clip drift? <laughs> is it there? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Come on, don't give me that innocent look. Is there something called clip drift? You know, Basalan. You know, Basalan. Let, let me just explain to you. The, the generation of 1976 will understand me. Some of you may not like what I'm saying, but it doesn't matter. 
You know why in 1976 we burned down the beer halls? Do you know why? Because the apartheid system, they had strategically built beer halls at all the train stations so that when our fathers come back from work, after being abused, disrespected, treated like they are nobodies, by the white boss. And after they were given money that was an insult, it didn't match up to their effort. To try and take their frustration out, they resorted to alcohol. So it means this guy, before he gets home, he meets a beer hall. Somebody was saying it the other time, and I was shocked. I don't remember where it was. Somebody was saying it, and it just so struck me. The, what? In the, in the prayer meeting, yes, last week, last week, I think in Murti Raburok. In the prayer meeting last week, Sunday, I was shocked. I didn't know that. They say, Bazan, there's a time in Soweto where the revenue was exceeded by the revenue for alcohol three times as much. People bought alcohol three times as much than paying rent. So people put more emphasis on getting drunk than having a place to stay. And you see these clip drift people who do like a bedroom. He doesn't build a house. The, the poor guy, he's earning a lot of money, this guy. Instead of investing in a house, investing in good education and all that, he has a lot of disposable income. He's clip drifting his life away. His life is drifting away because of clip drift. No, no, even if you are clapping out of offense, it's fine. I'll take whatever you can give me. Come on, come on, come on. And I'm saying, I'm wondering if our young people are understanding what I was talking about on Friday. The vicious cycle they are letting themselves into. And it's even said that the statistics are showing that women are drinking just as much now. Now, now, call me a feminist if you want me. If you want, it's okay. We knew when our fathers were drunk, at least our mothers were sober. Yeah. Women who have built this country. We're not saying it's the women don't have a right to get drunk. It's your right, my dear. It's your right, fine. And we're not saying do whatever you like. But for me, it is so disappointing that we're going to be stuck with couples ten one too, an expensive taste too, whiny, whatever. I was actually a cartoon. Nobody takes chibuku, no. And here's the sad thing: when we start reaping the fruit of that. You know, we live in a world that is so emphasizing fun. And, you know, I see all these adverts. They don't show you a guy who's already a slave of these things. They don't show you. We, we deal with those things. They don't show you. Responsible, whatever, whatever. I, you know, I so want to hit them so hard. 
But they won't do it because the revenue of alcohol contributes so much to the fiscus of governments. So it's all a money-driven thing. It doesn't matter how much it ruins your life. As long as the businessman can laugh all the way to the bank. They were saying it, I think Ibrut Rabrok was saying it, and I, I heard somebody say that, no, no, I was talking to somebody, I was talking to one leader from another province. He shocked me, this man. And I think somebody repeated it. He was telling me, he was saying to me, the, the, the applications for people, for, for business and schools and other forms of businesses, are outstripped by the applications for taverns. They were telling me. So I talk to them, I talk to them. So you can say what you like. I'm talking with people at high levels who are seeing the disintegration of the African people. Maybe some of us must start talking. Even if you don't like it, it's okay. It's okay if you don't like it, it's okay. It's okay. Some of the stats that have been released concerning our country, Barcelona, are shocking. Some of the recent stats, they showed, they showed South Africa is one of the highest consumers of pornography. We are number one on the African continent. Yeah, our resources, our money, our access to things. We don't know how to use that to invest in the right things. We're not doing it. We are, inv- we are planting now. If you don't change that, watch me. I speak as a prophet. Listen. 10 years from now, 20 years from now, I feel sorry. I feel sorry. Sometimes when I look at some of our young people, I just feel so sorry. Because they don't know what it's going to turn out to. They don't know they will not be as strong as some of us. You'll never at 55 do what I'm doing. You'll never. You'll never. You'll never. I'm telling you. You'll be an eating out macroco croco at 55. I'm telling you. Because you allow so many things into your body. Cigarettes, alcohol, sex out of marriage. You're taking pills and doing all kinds of things. You are just, just. So at 55, when you're supposed to be at the prime of your life, when you're supposed to be handling major things, you'll be an eating out macrococrock. The vision is there, but the vessel is gone. When you are supposed to be fulfilling the greatest of assignments. When you've earned the right to lead at a higher level because we see your track record. You've been doing well. We are sowing seeds. It's even more tragic for me when I see church children doing that, raised in Christian homes. It's a shame. When some of you young people out there, you just come here just to come and socialize. And I'm in Luna Baba Hulu because Lilo Naladieta. Don't ever say that to me. Never say that to me. You do the same thing. Yeah. You are exposed to preaching, teaching, January prayer. We have give thyself holy. We have prophetic messages from both Dr. Noaka. Everything is given to you. And people come from far away, come and drink from the same world you've drunk from, go further than you, because they know how to invest in what is right. Yeah? Yeah. And, and, and when allies doesn't work out, we want to act like we're surprised. How? Then you come here, you want us to pray for you. 
And I'm thinking, Kulega for what? I must Kulega for you to get your act right. There's no need for me to bind the devil. The devil didn't do anything. You've been showing. Showing. Bazalan, sow the right seed. Let me read the last scripture. Yeah, I'll give the Lord a hand. You don't, you don't like my preaching. But I don't care if you like it or not. Tell your neighbor, he doesn't care if you like the preaching or not. Tell them. Tell them again, he doesn't care. He's just preaching. Tell them he's a servant of God. He's a prophet. He is not here to entertain you. He is here to preach the word of the Lord. I know these days, you people, you want some nice sermons. You know? And we mustn't confront things. As a leader in our nation, for me, these are things that make me cry in my prayer closet. I, tell you, I weep my eyes out. I do. And thank God that we, we lived in a time, some of us, where we, we saw the fruit of some of these things. And we knew as young people why we wanted to bend down the beer halls. We knew. We knew. But now front door has been brought. It's been packaged in a nice way. Even the adverts are so nice. Every form of success and anything you may aspire for is packaged with that drink. Are selling you a lot of lies. Yeah. Selling you a lot of lies. And some of you, you get into it because you want to, be, you want to fit in, you know. You, you, want, you want to be accepted. No, my friends all do it. And I say, I don't care what my friends do. I had to make the same decision. Yeah, I've met those people who used to make me feel like I'm a fool. Today, yeah, I look at them and say, who's a fool, who's a fool, who's a fool, who's a fool, who's a fool? Yeah. Last scripture and I'm done. Genesis 8:22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Life is a series of sowing and reaping. As long as the world is, everything we do is showing and ripping. You sow through your words, you sow through relationships, you sow through your action, you sow through your money, you sow through your decisions. You, you, you sow everything. everything Whatever you do, remember, anything you do is going to give us a, a harvest. In any area. And people, when, when the fruit comes, they, they want to act surprised. How? 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 In English, what do you hear me? <laughs> and God says, I hear you nothing. <laughs> but God is a gracious God. Yeah. Bible says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Don't sit out there and get offended. Why, Why doesn't he go back to the word? I'll tell you why I'm not going back to the word because God knew you would be here. Yeah. And God is trying. Look, if you live right, it doesn't benefit me at all. Let me tell you, it doesn't improve my CV. No. No. I've made my decisions. Yeah, I've made my decisions. Whether you live right or you don't live right, it doesn't enhance anything. In fact, it doesn't improve even God's CV. 
God is God. Whatever you do, God remains who he is. But God, it will help you. Not just you. Your children, children's children, your generation. We came here and prayed on Friday. Don't think that prayer is just going to work somewhere without you making the right things. It's not. And today I want to challenge you. As I bring you to a point of decision today. What seeds are you going to sow for your vision? What decisions are you going to make? Today, if you'll hear his voice, don't harden your heart. How do we harden our hearts? By postponing? By walking away? This is where I don't want people to stand up and leave. Because some of you, the Holy Spirit is talking to you. Instead of responding, you'd rather distract yourself and walk away. Instead of walking away, grapple with this. Look at yourself in the mirror of God's word. And say, I don't like what I see. Today, now, is the appointed time. We were in one place sometime. And I remember at this place we met up with several young people that we know in our church who, as they succeeded and prospered and married, their hearts changed towards God. I was so sad. Some people, all it takes is for them to be, to, to earn a little bit of more money. All of a sudden, God is no longer, you know, now, now we, we're questioning his existence. All it takes for some people is just to buy one car. Just a German car. Just a Vrupa. That's, that's all. That, some people, all it takes is for them to, you meet here in church. Huh? You didn't know one another. You meet some lovely woman, some lovely guy. They get married. And after that, bye-bye God. Bye-bye church. Now even when they meet you, you can see in them already. You, you know, their heart is not there. And I'm saying, why? Why should it be like that? Why should it be like that? Today is your day to decide. Jesus. Bow your heads. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place.